Before we start this week's episode of Just Saying, we'd like to introduce you to our Riveter. What began as two military spouses armed with a big idea, a sewing machine, and a canvas has grown into a bold movement that provides portable careers to military spouses. To learn more and shop these handcrafted bags, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And in this episode, I'm going to provide you some tips on how to manage the noise, specifically no screens needed. Not now. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy you're here. If you've been here before, please leave us a review. Spread the word. We are helping people become clear and concise communicators, way more intentional. And a big part of that is managing noise. And as you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And we live in a noisy world. It's filled with distractions, disruptions, digital devices, interruptions, information overload. It is nonstop. And that's the environment that we live in and, more importantly, the environment we communicate in. And when I think about the topics for this podcast, I'm trying to give you practical ways to not only cut through the clutter, but also manage it. And if you've listened to this for a while, you start to get the sense of like there's two sides of the house here, the the side of concise communication and the clear thinking. And the best way of thinking about this is clear thinking leads to concise communication. What you say matters. It has an impact, a weight It moves people and things forward when others can't. And a big part of that is seeing the world in terms of the lens of noise. It is filled with clutter. People are just talking to talk. They're saying things to say things. And when you step up, are you adding to the noise? Are you filtering it? How do you manage it? Is a big part of the book noise is is very like specific like approaches and in ways to lower the volume. And in a recent podcast episode, I talked about constantly checking your smartphone. And I'm not against smartphones. I was an early adopter when they came out. I actually had a pager, and then I had a Samsung Blackjack back in the day, and then I had a black, I had a, um, it was a, I think it was a Blackjack, Samsung Blackjack, and, and then I had one, one of the first iPhones, and I was an early adopter. So I'm not in any way against technology, digital devices, or smartphones. I just realized that they can be a source, a huge source of distraction and disruption in people's lives and make people's heads filled with a million different things, making it really, really hard to focus, certainly, but also hard to listen and follow along. Um, and we live in, a, in an age where it's pervasive. Um, technology's becoming more and more so. It's not, it's not, gonna, it's not on the decline, it's on the increase. Um, but the point of this episode is to uh, manage the noise, specifically no screens required. So we're going to, uh, at least not now. And the reason why I'm doing this is because we need to find time to be alone with ourselves and our thoughts, with away from technology, that you can actually think about things that matter and think about things that you need to say, think about things that you need to do, think about the people that you need to talk to and communicate with, and being away away from that technology for a time can be very, very important. And 
One of the things that I want you to think about in this episode is, do we fall prey to the temptation to think that to work means to sit in front of a computer? And I know many people subconsciously kind of say, well, to work is to to have a laptop in front of me or to be in front of technology of some sort. And I want you to resist that temptation or at least question it. Do I fall into that into that category? I think working means sitting in front of a computer. Technology is always necessary to work. Now, when I phrase it this way, you might be thinking, well, of course I don't. But on a day-to-day basis, subconsciously we do. I'm working when I'm sitting checking email. I'm working when I'm sending messages to people. I'm working when I'm with my computer. Do we feel like stepping away for a moment or two or 10 minutes, 20 minutes, with just my thoughts to think about things? Do we look at that as work? It doesn't look like work. It actually is work. It's hard. And what's easier maybe is to define work as I'm sitting by my, by my, by my computer. When I'm recording this podcast right now, I'm sitting in front of a laptop. I'm, I'm recording this with technology all around me. So that might be something to think about. Do, do I think of it that way? Work equals technology. When you think about screens, screens are everywhere. Um, not that long ago, it just really struck me when I was at the gas station. I'm uh, pumping gas at the gas station, and all of a sudden, just I just hear this voice. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? And I'm like, where did that voice come from? It just popped out of nowhere. And I looked up, and there's a screen right there. And I don't think it was like Cheddar News or some goofy thing, but it was like just popped up, and it was like, I think it was by the one of the actors in Saved by the Bell. Um, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And they're talking at me because it sensed that I'm there, I'm pumping gas, and all of a sudden the screen is popped on, and I'm like, I'm watching television. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is yet another place for the pervasiveness of screens, and they're every, everywhere around us. And if you stop to think, you know, in the past day or the week, where do you see screens? You know, just think right now for a second, like, how many different screens do you have? You got a phone, maybe you have a smartwatch, got a laptop, maybe you have a personal laptop, flat screens, desktops, airports, gas stations, like where are they? restaurants, everywhere you go. One of the things that I want you to start to notice is how many screens are around you. There's a lot of different reasons why this is the case. One of them is just the cost. The cost of flat screen TVs has dropped over the last decade. I don't have specific numbers here, but I remember it was a very expensive, kind of a big purchase to get a, a big screen TV. And now it's less less daunting. You can you can buy a 55-inch flat screen TV for I'm not saying nothing, but but they're pretty affordable. And houses have them all over the place. This room, that room, even projectors, like like the, the cost of a projector back in the day was like thousands of dollars. And now you can get a, a little Pico projector for almost nothing. So we can start to see, and I want you to start thinking about the pervasiveness. Why am I so focused and centered on this topic right now? Because it's a source of distraction and disruption. It's it's a temptation to think when I'm sitting in front of this device, in front of my phone, in front of my laptop, when I'm looking at this thing, it's, it's the most important thing to do right now. And it may not be. It might be the worst thing for you right now to, 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 to fall into this allure, this temptation of like, I'm, I'm looking at this right now and I'm working. How many hours in my day 
in front of a computer equals how many hours in a day I'm working. And just to give an analogy, during the pandemic and during lockdowns, you know, nobody went to school, okay? Well, one of the things people discovered was the typical school day was filled with a lot of inefficiencies. I don't know exactly how many hours it takes a school kid to actually get schoolwork done during a day, but it's not the entire school day, clearly. And if you look at the amount of inefficiencies going passing periods from class to class and the teachers asking this and the class is disrupted to the actual amount of time learning, teaching learning during a day, it was it was a much smaller amount than, than, the, than the length of the school day. You know, kids can get their schoolwork done in a few hours and like, oh my gosh, I'm at school all day. What, where did all the savings come from? Well, there's a lot of waste. I think the same is true with the pervasiveness of screens. When you start to think of like, well, I'm working because I'm sitting in front of my computer and that's how I spend my time. I want you to start thinking, well, is that useful time or is it just passing the time? Is it kind of like a babysitter for me? I'm just kind of like sitting there paying attention to whatever pops on my screen and that's and that that equates to working. So a couple things to think about as we as we think about saying no to screens, um, not right now. They're not needed. Screens are needed, not right now. Um, a couple things to do is one is turn them off. During the day, it's okay. Just turn your computer off. Just shut it off. Shut your phone off. Turn it on airplane mode. Like literally power it down. Cut the power. Unplug it. Close. The, you know, close your laptop. Turn it off. And then the first thing I want you to notice is, okay, well, what do you do now? Are you like wondering what to do? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you a little disoriented? Like, is it is that source of distraction and sort of incessant disruption or or news feeds or information feed make you feel weird? Like, does it? Are you? Can you focus now? Is it helping you focus? Is it you hurting? Are you like kind of wondering what's next? Just shut it off. That's the first thing I would do. Second thing is just put them away. Um, put it in your put it in your in your briefcase in your backpack. Just put it in your backpack. Don't take it out. When you get to work. Maybe for the first half hour, schedule that appointment with quiet or to think about a task that you're doing. Make an appointment that's a, like a tech timeout. Just put it in your backpack. Put it in a drawer. Put it in a closet. Put it in another room. Just leave it. Um, start to think about working without them. Your ability to work with them, but without them. Right? It's not, it seems like... To be in front of a screen is, is a necessity. Like, I have to do it all day. I want to challenge that convention, that assumption. No, I don't. I can actually work very effectively, very well without the technology. And you might, like, for example, I see people going to meetings and everybody's got a laptop. They're walking around. I remember years ago working at, at this, uh, for a client in this corporate headquarters and everybody was always walking around with laptops. I mean, everybody had the la- a laptop with them and they were going from meeting to meeting. And, you know, I just had a notepad and a pen. And my listening was different. It's funny because when you go into a meeting, one of the things that you see are people on their laptops. I'm wondering, are they actually concentrating? Or are they checking? Are they multitasking? Are they really writing notes of what they're talking about in the meeting? Or are they on email? Are they giving their undivided attention or a slice of their attention? So maybe when you go into a meeting, just leave your laptop Leave your phone behind. That temptation to check that screen all the time can be destructive, not only to your focus, but also to the person and people that you're talking to and with. All right, so just 
you know, go to work without them. You know, put, leave them in your bag or go to a meeting or when you're sitting at your desk or your place of work that you might just, just not work with it but just work in a different way. Um, my final thought is just get a notebook. You know, at the Brief Lab, we teach people different preparations, preparation tools. We have a thing called a brief map, which you're probably familiar with. If you haven't, go to the website and you can download this little brief map. It's a visual outline. It's a mind map that helps you prepare. Those things, you can, you can go, to, go to our site and the resources and download them, and then you could edit them, you know, on a laptop, which is fine. But many people ask me, like, when are you going to make an app for all the things in the Brief Lab? And I'm like, mm, probably never. I, I, I use these worksheets as paper and pen because I think that that process of going to paper and pen is powerful. It's simple. Okay, it's a worksheet. It's a, it's a way of preparing. Writing things by hand is not so bad. Now, so buy a notebook. Get a good notebook in where you can take notes when you're preparing for a meeting or when you're doing your reading every day or your quiet time that you have somewhere that's away from a, a screen that's just you and your thoughts, paper and pen. It's very powerful. I carry a notebook and I've got some tools, um, the lineup and my daily planner. I've got little draft cards, which are help me prepare for different audiences I speak to when I prepare the podcast. I don't know if I've ever shared this in the podcast before, but the way I do it is I, I spend time thinking about a subject. I grab a brief map and I think about it enough where I feel like I have an, a sense of what I want to talk about and then I fill it out I'm looking at one right now. I've got a, I've got a brief map with my notes, and I just reference that. But I, it's just pen and paper in me, and I have it, those those maps in my notebook, and I keep them with me. So I think, just just some strategies about, you know, no screens not you know needed. Um, turn them off, put them away. Um, work without them sometimes. Go to meetings without them. You don't have to have your desk one in front of you all the time. And then finally, just buy a notebook, get a pad of paper or a pen. And, uh, and use that to your advantage. Some thinking, you know, we need to do more thinking where it's just us and our thoughts and realize that technology is necessary but not always necessary. There's a fallacy, there's a lie actually, which is to be able to work is to be with technology. Yes, it's true that it's really, really important, more important than ever, but it's not always important. And that's what I wanted you to think about. This could lead you to improve your focus and your attention how you prepare before you communicate, how you prepare while you work, before you work, after you work, and to become more, way more intentional is that every once in a while just step away, shut it down, put it away. Okay, so, um, you know, when I think about technology, you might think like I'm against it. And like the saying goes, like, if you're not with it, you're against it. It's not, it's not really true. Um, you know, for, if you look at all the screens around you, um, I might just say to those, all those devices and all those screens, I need you, just not now. Just saying.